I done seen all of these movies, I done read reviews But all these other critics leave me less amused I still need opinions, I'm just messing, dude But it's gotta come from the projection room Welcome back to another episode of the Rathpeak and Ramblers podcast Season 2, whatever you want to call it Lockdown 2, I don't care We're back in action Did a, did a good bit last year, I think I think you did about 30 episodes last year maybe Got about a thousand listens, which I was very happy with, um, based on my own following. And then um, changed jobs just at the very, literally the very end of the year. Christmas week, I started a new job because I'm insane. And um, I love giving myself anxiety and depression. <laughs> so so I said I'd start a new job Christmas week. Um, so I went from working from home to working with the public again and being out and facing people which um is something i've probably given out about or mocked uh, not mocked but kind of made light of in other podcasts and stuff where i talk about like really appreciating not working with the public but i forgot how much crack it could be um so like now I'm working like sometimes behind a desk dealing with people and sometimes on the door i'm obviously not going to like um, tell you or say what company I work for because that's not good GDPR if my bosses are listening <laughs> but I forgot how much crack it could be like and obviously there's some dickheads and there's some assholes who just are looking for fights you know that's all they're just looking for fights and stuff but um, there is there is a good bit of crack there and laughing and just having a good time with people as well and you know while maintaining my two meter social distance but that's why the podcast and the blog kind of faded off towards the end of the year there's always an excuse ha there's always an excuse with you dalton ha and you'd be right but welcome back i hope that you all had a lovely christmas and a lovely new year with everything that was going on it was obviously very hard to have a normal christmas and a new year i suppose i mean for people my age um kind of you know, early, mid, late 20s. It's usually filled with being drunk around Cork City or whatever city you're from. And it's it's usually a kind of a, oh, I don't want to say a debauchery-filled couple of weeks, but it has the potential to be that. Whereas this Christmas, you're just at home. And do you know what? It was nicer. I think, I think a lot of people would agree. I mean, I'm very lucky that... I, I come from a, a stable and, and a happy family, you know, not a lot of, not everybody has that uh, privilege and, and option, but, you know, I had a good Christmas. It's good to be at home with the parents and the, and the brothers, and it was good to just, you know, that was my only focus for the year. That was it, you know. So, or for the, for the week, but I enjoyed it. And same with New Year's, you know, New Year's would normally be down in maybe the Squire, in Rathpeak and or, or in Blarney somewhere, you know, and you might get an old free shot of brandy or a, fr- a free drink at, at, at midnight and counting down, counting down the seconds to the new year and looking forward to a new year. Whereas this year I was just at home, just with the family. And it actually reminded me of, um, you know, being young and counting down and old Lang Syne and all that bollocks, like, you know... <laughs> Not all that bollocks, but you know that that was always a bit of crack when you were younger, and it was great, and everyone was smiling and happy, and it reminded me of that, and it also reminded me of like when I was like sixteen, and we had gone drinking up in 
someone's house, 16 or so, yeah, 16, I suppose. And we had gone drinking up in someone's house like at four o'clock in the day and then came home at half 11 fairly well on it, thinking that, you know, you'd pull the wool over the parents' eyes and <laughs> quickly realizing now that you're like, they definitely knew that I was slashed. But it was just nice to be at home. So I hope that everyone had a good, um, I hope that everyone had a good holiday festive period because we all deserve it, I think, this year or last year. And if you still have your decorations up, more power to you. I'd love if ours were still up, but I'm 26, going on 27, I still live at home, so I don't have a lot going for me. And definitely not any responsibility in the home. So, there you go. (laughs) How's everyone getting on in lockdown three? Lockdown three, the return of the king, the return of Nefert. Um, it's, it's, It's a weird one, guys, isn't it? You know, um... I d- no, not a weird one. It's not a weird one. It's it's fairly infuriating. Um, before I get into like the main topic of this podcast, which is going to be still be, you know, probably what I've been watching and maybe just random shite. But I'm. I think. I think you, what has to be said before you start bashing any like political party is this is you know I hate the word unprecedented but unprecedented times and situations I wouldn't envy the job of managing the country whatsoever I wouldn't envy the job of having to go on Virgin Media News or RTE1 and you know telling the country you have to go back into another five six week lockdown three month lockdown whatever I wouldn't I don't envy Michal Martin at all my problem is is this gaslighting and blaming of society as a whole that comes after the consequences are reaped. So you reap what you sow, right? But what the government are doing are they're sowing. But then we're reaping the consequences. <laughs> and uh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So the most recent one that everyone knows about and the thing that it, it it's it's just annoying me and it's it's creeping into absolutely everyday life and you see it on Twitter every day people blaming other people whatever but that Twitter is a fucking cesspit which I'm addicted to but that's besides the point but you know we were, we were in a six week lockdown from like October to second week of December and then we were allowed to have Christmas you know, in in our dystopian future, us good citizens were allowed to have a treat, a two week treat of Christmas as a as a thank you for staying locked down and obedient. No, that's how many joke. But the, you know, that's what it was. We were we were allowed to have Christmas, and then obviously cases started to rise because the government said, right, restrictions are lifted. You know, you can go eat in a restaurant and you can go drink and stuff as long as they're serving food work away everywhere is open retail is open essential non-essential whatever the fuck you want it's all open and then obviously the cases started to go up because people are mixing going around Cork City I, I started that new job Christmas week and the place is fucking mobbed like you know it was mobbed so that happened and then in the last few weeks now, Mihal Martin and Leo Varadkar are coming out and saying, like, uh, you know, society as a whole 
is to blame for this. And I've seen it in, in articles as well about like schools should open providing the public cooperate with COVID guidelines. And I, I totally understand that there is a section of people and probably, I want to say minority, but, you know, a large number of people not obeying regulations and, and people just disobeying restrictions and, and guidelines and, and everything. But the vast majority of people are adhering to the guidelines. But if you tell people you have two, three weeks of Christmas, go mad, go out for drinks, go out for food, you know, you can have, you can mix three households now and all this, you know, in the middle of the global pandemic. And then you turn around and blame everyone else while you ignore Neffet's rules of not doing that. And how are we to blame? <laughs> That's what I hate. And it came out, you know, Michal Martin again giving a speech after the 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 mother and baby commission report came out an absolutely horrendous episode in Irish history which is still going on today with direct provision and all you know it's still being still seen today in today's society and nothing's being really done about that that's there's going to be a commission report about that in 30 years and there'll be more apologies but the apology was you know everyone was to blame society as a whole we all must take the blame um and that's, you know, society at the time or whatever. But how is the blame, how is the church and the state not taking the full brunt of the blame? It's it, Culture is created by the powers, you know, the power of culture shaped rather by like the powers that be, you know. And there was, a, there was a culture of secrecy and shame in Ireland at the time because of the church. And I've gone way off topic. And I'm sorry about that. See, I'll fucking apologise. But it's just, it's been a really tough lockdown because of that. Because there's no, there's been no consequences for the actual government. And I see in the polls, like, okay, Sinn Féin are leading in the popularity in the polls at the moment from the Independent during the week. But will that be realised in the next general election? And will they even do any good if they are voted? You'd you'd love to think so, but it's it's easy. It's very easy to be cynical right now. I think very easy to be cynical. It's very easy to let this lockdown kind of get to you. I think this is one that is definitely it's probably the most mentally taxing lockdown because I think we've seen enough of it now. Where okay, cases are going down, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Cases go back up. Lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. I know there's a vaccine and people are getting vaccinated, but it's it's not happening, you know, that fast, which is the way vaccines go. But I think this is a, this is just that's why this is the toughest lockdown for me personally. And I've been I'm lucky because I've been very busy, you know, going in and out. I'm working in the city now, so going in and out to the city and stuff like that. So. I've been busy, but, you know, when you get home and you see the cases and they're like, I know there's a massive backlog, but then you see the cases are still in two, three thousand. You're like, fuck this, man. This is going to take ages. You know, there's no sport going on. Gyms aren't open. Nothing's really open. So, like, this is definitely the toughest lockdown. Um, and as I said, most at the end of most of my vlogs, I'd say, I say, if anybody needs to talk. But honestly, if anybody needs to talk, just... 
drop me a DM or something. You know, that's that's um, no problem chatting um, to anybody about it. I know I, I'm trying to be a better friend this year and reach out to friends who I mightn't have reached out to last year um, just because I'm terrible at that. I'm not saying I'm a terrible person, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm terrible at that, at actually reaching out and talking to people. But anyways, yes, I'm all, my DMs are open for people who want to chat. Uh, let me know, and I'll be there to chat and talk shit or whatever. But that's this isn't why we're here today, guys, with season two. It's season two of the Rathbeak and Ramblers podcast. A lot of you, a lot of you, am I being too confident there by saying that? <laughs> a lot of you. Some of you. It's probably a better term. Um, some of you might have been thinking, is it just another project of Keen's that went away? You know, the blog has kind of stayed there, but it's in and out, in and out, hopefully. You know, um, now that I've kind of made a routine for work, now I'll be better. And I'll get this out and this will give me a drive to keep going. But no, we're back. We're back for another season. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of podcasts to plan and stuff. Gonna try and do a few more uh, interviews this year. I think uh, I was doing that in college last semester. So I'm gonna try and uh, kind of integrate some of my newfound skills from college. And um, but today it's just more of a reintroduction episode. And I suppose if there's any new, you know, listeners or or kind of followers on my pages, you know, just to kind of get a sense of who I am. But I'm gonna talk about couple of different shows and movies today just that I've been watching and that I finished over the last um, month or so because my watching has my Netflix watching I if anybody else has this please please let me know because a lot of my friends are like you know I might see them tweeting about a show or even if we're just chatting and I you know I'm like oh what are you watching is there any or they might talk about a show I'm like oh is that good I might watch it and they'll list off you know uh, a, a ream of names of shows that they've watched they'll be telling me about all the different shows that they've watched and they're like oh this is good you should watch that that movie is good oh I watched that before and for some reason I for a guy who reviews movies um, and stuff like that when I actually just sit down to watch Netflix my interest is just fucking gone like I mean, it's getting better recently because I found a few shows I've liked. But for a long, long time, I found it hard to actually watch, you know, new shows and stuff. So I've watched, I watched The Witcher last year. I watched the first episode. Thought it was brilliant. Didn't go back to it. I watched, what else did I watch? Like Breaking Bad years ago. Only watched the first season of that having a clue what happens in the end and no, I do from like seeing memes and stuff but you know even recently like Bridgerton I don't think that's although I did like Emma and I did like Little Women so I might give it a go but it's just finding the time not even finding the time because there's plenty of time in the evening to go watch these shows but it's just finding the interest and the motivation to keep watching them like there's one I'm watching at the moment um a friend of mine recommended it to me. It's called Extracurricular. It's a South Korean kind of drama, half, not even a half, a quarter comedy maybe, mainly drama. It's about this uh, South Korean high school student who is actually like a pimp, basically, and the main man behind all of the security operations and the girls going out to get, 
you know, to work, sex work. And he's the main man behind all of that, like operating the security, paying the girls, the women, whatever, and taking his own cut because he's trying to get out of his own life. He's trying to get to a different place and get to college and stuff like that. And he doesn't really have any friends in school, but he starts getting friendly with this girl who finds his phone and actually takes it and steals the phone. So he can't really do anything. He can't really do his job anymore, and it caused great controversy. But that's the whole season. I've watched the first maybe three episodes, and I'm I'm actually I'm really really enjoying it, really enjoying it. It's a brilliant brilliant show. But I'm just trying to get back into it now. You know, it's been maybe a week and a half since I watched the last episode, and I don't mind going a week between watching an episode of a show. And watching the next episode. But when it goes above a week, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to remember what happened now in the last episode. But I'm going to go watch it later tonight or tomorrow or never again. Who knows? But that's my problem. And if anybody else has that, please let me know. Please let me know what you did to fix that. Because I love TV and I love movies. It's easier to watch movies for me. And TV is just a lot of commitment sometimes. But we're going to give it a go. This week, I finished one of my favorite sitcoms. That I've ever watched. Now I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is that. Is that. Being too generous. Okay. So this week I finally finished watching Community. Community yes. It's been out since 2009. And I didn't. Start watching it until. November 2020. Uh, I tried watching it before. Years ago. Years ago I tried watching it. Like in maybe. 2012-13 when I was first in college watched the first episode thought yeah this isn't bad and then gave up on it same as I was just saying about the other shows and this is what I'm talking about but this time I persevered and I watched the first three or four episodes and it just got funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier and it was just fantastic it was an outstanding comedy show I, I definitely think and I'm just just as I say it's one of my favourite I'm like but is it as good as New Girl? Is it as good as The Office? Is it as good as Parks and Rec? Okay, I think it's as good as Parks and Rec. No to The Office and no to New Girl. Maybe it's on par with New Girl. Okay, so it's in my top five sitcoms, I think. Um, and I actually have some... I took some notes in the final season of you know, my thoughts on the show in general and just from watching it and going from like seasons one to three, which were fantastic, seasons five and six, which season five was very good and six wasn't bad. And then season four, which was the different directors, it wasn't Dan Harmon, he was fired for that season and brought back in season five. Season four, which I actually didn't mind, um... I didn't think it was that bad, season four. It's called the gas leak episode, and there's even jokes in, like, the final episode about it. About it being a shit season. But, like, I didn't mind it, to be honest. I I thought it was okay, and I thought they actually... You could have ended the show at the end of season four. I think that's Jeff's graduation, isn't it? At the end of season four. I think you could have actually ended it there. And I'm glad they went on for two more seasons. But the loss of Chevy Chase, even though he was obviously and 
I'm going to say allegedly, but, you know, we all know it's probably true at this stage, the amount, you know, there's smoke, there's fire and all that. With the loss of Chevy Chase and then the loss of um, Donald Glover, you know, the show was nowhere near as good and was actually carried by Jim Rash, who plays Dean Pelton. Okay, I'm going to get my notes because I have some notes and thoughts about this. So the show definitely dips in quality after Donald Glover leaves, 100%. I was telling my friend, um, selling Sarah about this, and she said, yeah, okay, it does. It definitely does, and I 100% agree, because when I was talking to her about it, I was in season four, and I was like, I actually don't mind season four. I think she agreed, but like, it's not as good as the other seasons for, for comedy-wise. It's very it's very formulaic in season four. It's like a proper sitcom, like it's it's... You know, it's very okay, and I know it's it's the same in every probably every season, probably every episode. But like, it's very formulaic. There's the main cast chatting, chatting shit, bit of jokes. There's a conflict and there's a resolution. Um, that's all season four is. But it was a very very good ending. That was. Jeff's graduation, they could have ended it there, and then season five comes in and it's repilot, and you know it's it starts not starts again, but there's a fresh beginning for the characters, and they're still in community college after four years of a two year <laughs> degree, which they make light of. But I do think I do think that season four was not as bad as people made it out to be. But that's just personal opinion too, you know. That's personal opinion. That's just what I feel. Um, but it definitely, after Donald Glover leaves, it is definitely dips in quality, but it allows Jim Rash, Dean Pelton, to come in and carry the show. And he is just brilliant. He is brilliant. He is fantastic. There is a scene towards the end of is it season five where he comes in and he does a rap and he gets taken over by the rap. And he drops the microphone and he's like shaking, hyperventilating. He goes, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's just so funny. He's brilliant. His comic timing is impeccable. Oh, what a character. And what an actor as well, to be fair. Um, so second point. Shame that Chevy Chase couldn't be used as much before being fired. Shame that he was fired, yes. Obviously not a shame that he was fired because he was being racist towards Donald Glover. He was just being a nuisance on set. But it was a shame that he couldn't be used as much before being fired. You see it in like, um, is it season season three and four? He's not used at all, really. Like there's there's episodes where he's not in it at all. And then he's an afterthought at the end. Like, oh my God, Pierce has been... Pierce is being like you know knocked over by a car or something, and it's it's you 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 really feel it. You feel that he's an afterthought. Hundred percent, you feel that he's an afterthought. You're like, holy shit, you know. They obviously just said they're either sending him a message and saying we're going to use you as one liners, or one bit parts, and we're going to leave you go, or else we're just not going to put you in an episode at all and mention you at the end. And eventually, Chevy Chase left, but. It was a shame that he could not be used as much before being fired. Um, 
yeah, that is that is annoying. So I suppose what I should have done is from the start, I should have like just kind of explained the show. So Jesus, I'm rusty, guys. Okay, it's been a while. So community is about a community college, a study group in a community college for a Spanish class who become best friends. So you have um, Jeff Winger, a lawyer who never held a valid qualification to be a lawyer who gets caught and now must get his um, degree so he can go back to being a lawyer, who is Jeff Winger, played by, is it Dominic McHale is his name? Um, Don McHale, I can't remember his full name, it's definitely McHale at the end, but Jeff Winger. Then you have Britta Perry, who's like this kind of social activist one who's started study in the college. You have Annie Edison, who dropped out of high school in her final year after... Um, suffering a mental breakdown and taking a lot of uh, Adderall and ending up in the community college. You have uh, Shirley, who is a single mom who is coming back to get her degree so she can open her own business. You have Pierce, uh, who is played by Chevy Chase, um, who is an old man who's been in the college for years and is just a general racist, homophobe, uh, misogynist, real kind of piece of shit guy but he he does he's just very funny in that in that dynamic and in that group um you have troy barnes who's played by donald glover who is like a high school quarterback who could have gone on to bigger colleges but suffered an injury that meant that he couldn't take scholarships and so is now in the community college with the gang and then you have abed nadir who is a kind of um it's not he has some learning difficulties and social difficulties i would say maybe not learning difficulties but he but he lives sometimes lives in alternate realities and sometimes he's makes up whole different realities for his stories and stuff and him and troy become best friends so that's the group and then they're in a spanish class who which is taught by ben chang um, Ken Jeong from the Hangover trilogy, and he is um, he is their teacher, and they get up to various hijinks, and then there's Dean Pelton played by Jim Rash, and there's more characters come in throughout the different seasons. Um, there's different old people. Once Chevy Chase goes, there's different old people. So that's kind of the main premise of the show, and there's some fantastic episodes, some fantastic storylines. But that's the main um, kind of premise of the show. So that's your study group in the community college. That's why it's called community. So I went through my points there. I have show tips quality after Donald Glover leaves. Shame that Chevy Chase couldn't be fired or couldn't be used as much before being fired. Um, I already spoke about Jim Rash helps carry the show in season five and six. His rap is so funny. His VR episode is brilliant. Yes. Yes, past Kean, you were right. His VR episode is fucking fantastic. He's just hilarious, like when he's in that world and he's uh, he's calling himself a god. <laughs> um, my next point, and I feel so strongly about this, and it got me thinking about other crushes that I've had on TV characters, but I don't know if it's the character, but it's definitely the actress. I am intensely attracted to Gillian Jacobs, and I mean intensely attracted I am in love with Gillian Jacobs. I'm like, and 
it, it was proven the other night when there's an episode in season six. Like, her character of Britta Perry is just the, the worst. Like, they call her, they like, they she is known as the worst in the fictional reality of the show but the character really is the worst like she's she's mean to Abed to get a point across sometimes and is only sorry when Abed feels bad she's you know uses social case social kind of activism to kind of make herself feel better and stuff and she's just the worst but there's there's there is an episode in season six where they're trying to save Greendale. So after season four, they become the Save Greendale committee when Jeff comes back and he's now a teacher in the school and stuff. And there's an episode in season six where they're trying to save Greendale and Britta turns up drunk and she, she shits her pants. <laughs> like she literally, the car, like she literally shits her pants in this episode. And she's trying to make a fart joke and follows through. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's disgusting. She needs pants. And I am still so attracted to Gillian Jacobs after that. Like, I think I am in love with her. Like, obviously she's attractive, but... I don't know. She just... I don't know what it is about her. And I'm sometimes I think it's the character. Like, she does horrible things, but... She's flawed, she's genuinely a nice character, a nice person lost in the world, you know, who's suffered a bad, maybe not a bad upbringing, but her parents weren't the best, who are great now to everyone else, and she doesn't feel validated or loved enough by them. But there's Gillian Jacobs, I'm in love with Gillian Jacobs. I just, that's all I have to say about that, really. And I've gone on about it for about a minute and a half, two minutes now, and... I, I am so in love with Gillian Jacobs. Yeah. And then it got me thinking about other crushes I've had. I don't know if you remember um, that show with um, Darren Sheehan. Not Darren Sheehan, Robert Sheehan. He was Darren in Love Hate. But he was in um, Misfits in on Channel 4. And that was a big, big show um, in around 2010, wasn't it? 2010, 2011. They had like four seasons, but the first two seasons were really, really good where Robert's character, Nathan, was in it. Or the first three seasons, possibly, he's in it. The first two and a half, anyways. But there was a character, Kelly, in that, who was, like, this rough character who came from, like, a rough area of London or Essex, wherever they are, and she's... But I was really, really attracted to her as well. I don't know why I'm talking about this. No, this has just gone weird altogether. Um, Who else? Um, oh, Stacey Solomon. I know it's uh, I know the X Factors reality TV, but for a whole summer there, I was in love with Stacey. I probably still am in love with Stacey Solomon if I if I saw her. But and I remember people like mocking her looks and her face, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, her voice is so annoying." I just be like, "I am into her." Like, <laughs> like when was that? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Ah, oh, it's it's been a wild ride in my. In my development as a man. <laughs> but yeah, Gillian Jacobs. Um, haven't actually looked up if you're with someone or not. Or if you're engaged or you're married. But if you're ever in Cork. If you're ever in Rathpeakin. If you're ever within the five kilometre radius of Rathpeakin over the next uh, couple of months. Hit me up. We'll go to the Squire. We'll have a few pints if they open again. We'll go to the pitch. You can watch me take freeze. 
you can hit the ball back out to me if you want. Um, we can go walking around the triangle here. We can do uh, five laps of the triangle around my house. Could be cool. Could be nice. Could be nice. We could take a drive into town. Yeah, we could. Do, hey, it's up to you. You know where I am. You know where to reach me. Rat Peak and Rambler on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. There, girl. <laughs> okay. So next point after my just kind of intense lament for Gillian. Yes, I really enjoyed season five, even after Glover left. That was down to Jim Rash, and that was solely down to Jim Rash. He's just very, very funny. Um, season six was obviously very, very weak compared to the rest. But I didn't mind it either. Do you know, I actually, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, Paget Brewster comes in. She's uh, this character, Frankie, who's like a... She is a sort of advisor to uh, Dean Pelton, who is just helping to save Greendale on that committee. And Paget Brewster, you might know her from Criminal Minds, that um, really, really dark criminal show on... Um, used to be on like RT1 late at night and stuff a brilliant brilliant show but she's one of the main detectives in that but I never clocked that she was Kathy in Friends so you remember Joey's girlfriend who um, Chandler was in love with and got her the Velveteen Rabbit stuff like that um, that's Paget Brewster like I'd seen her in Criminal Lines and then the last season of Community and then I, you know, what I, I talked about this before, but I always go on to, um, I always go on to IMDb and check out all the actors and stuff, and I saw that it was her, and I had a crush on her and friends as well, lads, I'm just attracted to every single woman in the world, like, so, ladies, if you're within a five kilometer race for Rathpeakin, you can come watch me take freeze at the pitch, um, throw them back out to me, throw the balls back out, they'll be going all over the bar, you know yourself. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's Paget Brewster. Um, coming up towards the end of my notes now, but season six finale was absolutely perfect. You know, it starts off with Jeff and Britta, and it ends with Jeff and Britta being friends, you know. It's it's brilliant. Uh, it was just, I absolutely loved it, and I'm really, really sad it's over. Um... I just think I just think it was brilliant. It was a brilliant, brilliant show and I'm I'm gonna put out a blog of like my favourite community episodes because I could go through them here, but you have to like, you know, it's better to see a blog and like have little clips of the episode and stuff. Um if I was to pick a favourite episode it'd actually be hard because you know, it's hard it's only my first watch through. I'd probably have to watch them again. Like I know what the office know my favourite episode is um, butt liquor, where Dwight and Jim are get the bad customer reviews and stuff, and Jim is like, "Speak louder, son!" And it's butt liquor. My prices have never been lower. Absolute comic genius from um, Rain Wilson and uh, John Krasinski. But it'd be hard. It'd probably one of the the pain. Maybe the first paintball episode. I think that. The paintball episodes, they're all fantastic. Those crazier episodes are brilliant, but the pain, the first paintball episode, and it's just the scene that kills me is like when 
is it Jeff, Abed, and I can't. I think it's Jeff and Abed and Troy go into the uh, go into the bathroom and they see the paint all over the walls and the only place that isn't isn't painted from paintballs is their outlines in the um, by by the urinal wall. And they turn around and Annie jumps up out of the bin and Donald Glover like shrieks like a little girl. It's so, so funny and just so unexpected. So maybe the first paintball episode, there's a lot of good ones though, to be fair, to be fair. Um, there's a lot of good ones. But yeah, that's community guys. And I'm, I'm proud that I finished a show and didn't leave it go on for ages. Like I watched New Girl over the second lockdown and I had never watched the last two seasons after watching the first like six or seven or whatever is it five is it seven seasons anyways so that's community guys let me know if you've watched it um it's absolutely it's on netflix in ireland it's probably on other things in america if you're listening from america wherever you're listening from but check it out it's on netflix it's absolutely fantastic um i won't keep you much longer guys the last thing i am gonna say and (laughs) this is shameless um not self-promotion but promotion of um uh, a cause dear dear to my heart so as some of you may know i am the new pro for at peak and ga and we need players <laughs> so if you stumble across this podcast and you're thinking i could i could use some exercise i could do it getting back in shape but you don't want to commit to it fully you want to go maybe once a week and have a bit of crack while doing it then please get in touch with me i have the team for you rath peak and ga we are in the junior b city division of football and hurling we play junior c football championship but we're it's not a bad level it's actually fairly tough and there's quite the there's not there's actually not that many scuffles on the pitch but there's a bit of crack in it as well we're playing and it's you know if you or anyone you know is looking to join a football team or hurling team that definitely doesn't take itself too seriously is competitive but knows our level then get in touch let me know and i i'll recruit them because we're looking for players if things are you know nothing's going to happen now until the end of february march i suppose but if you know someone who who's looking to join a team let me know please and get them to get in touch with me um and that's all we have time for really guys i want to say thanks very much for listening um might have been a bit rusty there coming back after a couple of months off but i hope that you enjoy this i hope that you all have a great week um stay safe out there wear your masks sanitize your hands um just just keep the head um i've been doing a bit of mindfulness stuff recently and just you know take a few deep breaths in the morning and just just reassemble yourself every morning okay you got this you're doing great we're all doing great you got this it's been a pleasure speaking to you guys again and i'll talk to you all very soon i love you all very very much goodbye now bye bye here's rusty gray playing us out Good to have him back. Uh, this is nothing that you've seen before. Yeah. This is not something for the green sea low. This is something that we need dope. Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows, or take you lit talks about life. That's just in second breakfast. Two themes in one podcast. Huh, this man is restless. He got just what you seek in Scrambler. He is the Wrath Peak in Rambler.